welcome. It is the Ski Bum Podcast, and it is the last podcast of the summer. That's right. Today weekend's coming up, right? and it is your pals, Mario and Brian. Mario, what's up? Tired. I'm thinking, you know, tired of the summer, I think. Ready for the winter to start. I'm glad that we, uh, winter's almost here. It, the almost ski season is going to turn into ski season very shortly. Yes, I'm sure you've all gotten many more emails the last week or so from ski companies, resorts, passes. Everyone's just starting to get all their information out because it is the last week of August. Labor Day weekend is upon us, which means everything is going to quickly, quickly, quickly go into ski season. And we've got a couple stories with a little bit of nice precursors, get you a little psyched up the season starting. And Mario, you survived a hurricane. So this is this is a portrait of courage, a tale of triumph that we're even podcasting today. So we were going to podcast yesterday, but then I had second thoughts because I'm like, you know, if power goes out or we lose connectivity, then Brian's kind of like hung out, you know, by himself in the middle of the podcast, just kind of screws everything up. Or even worse, imagine if... We were podcasting. You didn't lose power. All of a sudden, like a lightning bolt smashes your window and the roof rips off live on TV, like on our our live stream. Imagine that That would be cool. You get a lot of hits on that. You get a lot of video. We would have gotten a lot of hits. Maybe we should have watched that night. Damn, I'd watch that that last (laughs) night. Then that's what you're saying. Yeah, but it missed us. We uh, I'm here in Clearwater and. They keep saying we haven't gotten hit with uh, a big hurricane in a long time. You know, a hurricane at all in like shit since the sixties. I think they're saying. Was isn't there but, some uh, sort of talk about something magical in the Tampa Bay or something? They they sprinkle. Yeah, there's always like talk about Indian. there's um Indian burial ground. That's there you what go. They <laughs> so no, we're good. Indian burial <laughs> ground is there. We're good. There's uh you know dispensaries. That's what it is. There you go. Yes. Yeah, so our main topic today, we talk about Mario surviving the hurricane. That's, but again, there is a skiing twist to it, and we'll get more into that when we get to the main topic. Yeah. For now, thank you so much for listening. We do appreciate it. Check us out, skibumpodcast.com. We're on your favorite social media apps: Facebook, X, Instagram, Untap, YouTube. You're at Skibum Podcast. If you love the show and you love us. How about you help support us? Become a patron. Patreon.com slash podcast. I don't even want to say that we're going to put something up there and, and make the different tiers better because I've said it 15 times and we haven't done it yet. But God damn it, we will. I know. I swear to God, we will have something up there in the near future with proper tiers. You will get stuff for supporting us as you deserve. We would appreciate it. So check that out. Skibumpodcast.com. Um, Patreon.com slash ski bum podcast. Snowbound Expo. It is coming your way. It is returning November 3rd and 5th, 2023, in a new location at the Boston Convention and Exhibition Center. Bigger than ever. Lots of new resorts. That place is big, right? Well, you haven't even been in there yet. We don't even know. I know. We saw it from the outside. It looked pretty huge. Looks pretty big. Now it's proportions. Yeah, they just recently announced that Lindsay Jacobellis is also going to be at the Snowbound Expo. So that's going to be super cool. 
Also got a lot of other amazing people there. Sean White, Ted Ligety, Dan Egan, Robin, Ryan Delena, Jeremy Jones, lots of others. I don't think they have the dollar tickets anymore, but if you go to snowboundexpo.com, you can get some tickets there. They might have some, some deals going on Labor Day weekend, but it's going to be the last shot to get the cheap tickets because there's only so many they're going to sell. So check them out, snowboundexpo.com. And finally, I am working with the good folks at 10,000. 10,000.cc. They are making some awesome apparel right now. Athlete-led design. Iron sharpens iron. Their whole motto is better than yesterday. The heart of 10,000 is the idea of pursuit. Business, fitness, and life. We believe in moving forward with a quiet dedication to constant improvement and to become just a little bit better than we were yesterday. Use the code bschneider15, all one word, B-S-C-H-N-E-I-D-E-R-1-5, 15% off. I love all their gear. I got joggers, which I'm going to be wearing soon because it's going to be getting cold. I got the interval shorts. I got the set shorts for the, it's like a bathing suit, but you know, they say it's, you can go and go swim a mile and then come out and bang Mm. out some burpees and it's quick drying. I love it. And not just, I think not just a mankini, but a real, real not just suit. a mankini. But you know what? Mid thigh. Show Mid-thigh. off the quadzilla. Show off the quadzilla. We're skiers. We're snowboarders. We've got big legs. Show them off. Let everybody know. You work hard for them. Check it out. 10,000.cc. Mario, let's kick this off the way we always do. It's time for our prey today. All right, so I was excited that I found something new out in the stores, and I figured, you know what? Let me get this and have it for the Opry. So it was something that seemed appealing to me. I'm like, you know, for various reasons, I'll explain. But um, there we go, cracking it open. Sounded fresh to me. Yeah. Now, I had a, I had one already, but uh, which wasn't bad. So this isn't the fresh taste, but um, I have it in a nice uh, sip of sunshine class, though. So it actually Look at looks... That. Even better. Boom. That looks like Alka-Seltzer. It does look like Alka-Seltzer. So (laughs) the name is... Sunny Sunny Vodka-Seltzer. So like the Sunny Delight, right? Uh, Oh, I know about the Sunny Delight. Sunny D. Um, OJ, purple stuff. Oh, Sunny D. Sunny D. So it's a, uh, it's only 95 calories. So it's got um, no sugar, low calories, four and a half percent alcohol. So I figured, you know, let me try this thing. I like the name and the, the branding and everything like that. So mm, this is actually a like, bit like Sunny Delight. So this is the real Sunny Delight company making this. This isn't like a, a ripoff. Don't. I don't believe so. I think they probably. I think it actually it. is. Is it? Let's see. Because if you go to sunnyd.com, that's actually Sunny Delight's website. And I don't oh. think that they could legally do that. Yeah. But I cannot confirm nor deny that. Let me look at their FAQs. <laughs> yeah, I really couldn't figure it out. Um, but I got this of all places I was. It probably is related to the real Sunny D company because it was in Walmart where I found this. So I was like, 
So you know, don't it's ask me why I went to Walmart. I actually had to go to Walmart because I had to get some camping, uh, camping gear. And I was like, you know, Walmart's cheap and I know they have it. And I was like in a pinch. I was like, let me go there. And I went on a go Saturday. Camping boy. Which is, I went on a Saturday, which was just, I don't know what I was thinking. It's just kicked me in the balls now. It was just horrible. So yeah, I just the weirdest people, you know, it's down in Florida. So we got some crazy old people, got some crazy young people. And I tell you what, there was this old lady with a shopping cart that was like, you know how people follow close with a shopping cart and you're like, you want to just turn around and be like, let's go right now. Like you don't do that. You don't tell you, just go the fuck around me. So this lady was like riding up on me. Like, so I stopped, she went around me and then she stops in front of me and I'm like, okay. So I go around there and I start going again. And I guess she remembers what else she needed. She's like running me down again. I'm like, I almost turned around and just went off. Cause I was like, I was not, I was not in a great mood. I was working on the Jeep all weekend. So I was like, I was sitting out in the brutal heat and doing stuff. And then I'm like, let me go to Walmart because I want to punish myself and I hate myself. Uh, but then I got there and I was like, it's Walmart. So I felt like a, I felt like a male model. I got to say it was uh you feel very thin, inspiring you feel rich i hear you oh that's right smartest guy in that place yeah so i'm i'm sunny d's website it's the same logo so it's got to be the same company that's what i was thinking it's they had to either do a lot to license it which that's a stretch for like an orange juice company to go into vodka seltzer but so i think they did go in because you wouldn't just license that so be a bold move it is. It's the real Sunny D people. And I'm on the Sunny D. So there's SunnyD.com and there's SunnyDCocktails.com. And there's right. an FAQ section. And it seems like Walmart is the only place that carries it. Or Boom. the place where you're most likely to get it. A hidden Walmart find. So Interesting. If anybody is not kosher. So be uh, if they actually have the question, is Sunny D vodka seltzer kosher? <laughs> so it may ruin your Rosh Hashanah if you drink this. That's right. Yeah, if you ever, if you never had Sunny D, it's kind of like a distinct taste, like Tang. And if you haven't had Tang, then just go out and drink some some of it just to see what it's like. Um, but yeah, Sunny D is uh, it. T- it tastes like it, and it's a seltzer. It's it's pretty cool. But it's clear. It's low calorie, four point five percent. So this is. When I got this, I was like, this is essentially a breakfast drink. Pretty much, yeah. Some it's kind of like right Sunny there. D. Which Sunny D are you going to have? The seltzer or the orange juice? It's not even an orange juice. It's an orange drink. It's an orange drink. And it used to be called Sunny Delight. Right. And, they, and then they said, just... There's too many goddamn letters. Too many... They too big of a hip. word. They wanted and to get and hip. They, and they probably got sued by someone who said, I did not feel delighted after I drank it. So they had to change. Yeah. I can't believe that this in any way is healthy or good for you. Like, I think it's all artificial. I don't know. I could be talking crap, but they have flavors. They don't have like. It uses stevia. According to the FDUs on their website. But they have. So regular Sunny D, they have all these weird. You know, mango, mango peach, orange peach. They got a blue drink, blue raspberry. It's a blue drink. <laughs> they have watermelon. Just like, just like you find it in nature. That's right. Mixed berry, limeade. Like, so some of these, I'm sure. So 
I can only imagine that this vodka seltzer was born from just mixing vodka with the Sunny D and adding seltzer because that's like actually the flavor profiles they have go really well with vodka. And they were like, my God, this is delicious. We need to do this because there's no pulp and I don't know if there's any juice in it. It's just like... Wouldn't it be great if they put artificial pulp in? It's artificial everything. Artificial pulp. All I know is that it is not available in New Jersey. Oh, see? But if I did go to Staten Island, I could get some. Boom. So the <laughs> ingredients. Water. Number two on there. High fructose corn syrup. Of course, nothing good is not made with high fructose corn syrup. Uh, let's see. Well, here's Pantry, the interesting thing. Tangerine, so, so tangerine juice and orange juice. But this is standard Sunny D. That's standard Sunny D. I'm not the talking alcohol, about alcohol. The vodka version has no artificial sweetener. It uses steam. I know. So basically, you're telling me the Sunny D alcohol version is healthier than the regular Sunny D. Absolutely. That's where we're at these days. That's where we're at. Because, you know, somebody was like, we're going to do this, but we're going to do it right. We're not going to do this other bullshit. We're going to do real Sunny D, the vodka way that's going to be good. I tell you what, it's not bad. It has a little bit of... You know, Stevie has like a little aftertaste, which I'm not a big fan of, but yeah. um, it's not too bad. It's not too artificial tasting. It's, um, it's I got it. I'm on the recipes part of the Sunny D website. And some of these things are just ridiculous. Imagine making French toast with Sunny D. Yeah. <laughs> on there. Sweet yeah. and smoky baby back ribs with Sunny D. Maybe it's the well, best that thing I got. Ever. I don't know. They're using it as a marinade. So I get that. Like, cause you could put a little, it'll caramelize and stuff like that. But Sunny D whipped sweet potatoes. Sunny D pineapple upside down cake. Uh, yeah. They're, uh, they're going I don't know, gelatin out. snacks. Yeah, I get it. Right. Who are we to say that this is not amazing? It might just and be. It, and then they have the one that put them on the map. Party punch. It's just Party stuff in there. Punch. Slow cooker spice cider. I wonder if I'm you not, can. That does sound. It's like glue vine. Glue Sunny vine. D glue vine. Sunny, Sunny D, D in Zermatt. Oh. Sunny Z. We're going to have to do that. Sunny Z. Sunny Z. Peach banana shake. Celebration punch. Uh, I'm going to have to look at the slow cooker spice cider. See if uh, I do have an Instapot now. Look at you. I got to break that out. Oh, Sunny, now that you mentioned Sunny it. Sunny D cheesecake. Jeez. Why not? Let's get nah. weird. Let's well, get fruity weird. pancakes. They get fruity pancakes. Goddamn fruity pancakes. <laughs> Give me that fruity pancake. I, uh, I think that's the name of my neighbor, Fruity Pancakes. I, I mean, do you understand why people are like 500 pounds now on average? I know a guy. Pancakes. Hey. All he does, everything he eats, there's some sort of Sunny D in his food. <laughs> there's no why it's like can't. mafia names. He's Fruity got pancake. He's a man. Tangy pork carrots. And he doesn't know why. <laughs> but somehow Sunny D is in every meal he eats. That's right. One day, mango shrimp skiers, mango shrimp tree skiers, <laughs> shrimp tree. Sunny D's like, hey man, why are you pouring milk on your cereal? Just pour Sunny D on it. Sunny D, D started is right. Oh, I gotta see what they have on Instagram. They gotta have some like people 
drinking Sunny D, eating Sunny D. Just eating Sunny D. You got TikToks. Oh. I wonder what they have on TikTok. I don't want to click it. I mean, respect to their uh, their marketing department. They're obviously crushing it, doing something right. Welcome to the adult beverage of choice, alcohol. Yeah. No, I'm looking everywhere. I'm uh, I'm driving this weekend. Looks like they're going to have the Sunny D and vodka. So I could stop Boom. at some lovely craft brewery and support the local some local community business, but I'm probably going to go for the Sunny D. Oh, uh, you got to find a nice craft cocktail bar. Walk in there, be like, I have a Sunny D and, and vodka, please. You're like, IPA, Pilsner. Ooh, Sunny D. Sunny D. That sounds great. Terrible. Cherry, orange, oat, granola bars made with Sunny D. <laughs> and anybody who thinks that <laughs> granola bars are healthy, they're not. Especially like tropical those berry nature, grilled those French Nature Valley toast. ones. They're like, oh, it's got nature in it. It's got to be healthy. Those things have so much freaking sugar and crap. Stop lying to yourself. Yeah, don't lie. Just go to Sunny D. Because you know what? Number two ingredient, high fructose corn syrup. They're not hiding it. They're not burying it. They're not calling it something else. I'm surprised they haven't gone for higher fructose corn syrup. <laughs> yeah, two high. times higher. Why, why stop at high? Why don't we go higher? That's when they make a whole new name. And and people ask like, well, what is it? It's like double high fructose corn syrup. We just call it something else, like like Wu Tang fructose, <laughs> like next level fructose. <laughs> we toasting up in here. The charcuterie board. Yeah, we toast on the charcuterie board. So I'll get. So my drink, I don't even know what I'm doing anymore. I just needed a little something extra to get through the podcast tonight because I couldn't sleep last night. I drank coffee. Like I don't know what's happening to my body. I used to, be able to drink coffee late and still sleep. Now I drink it after three or four, and it's a nightmare falling asleep. Damn. So I needed to crank things up for tonight. And I've had this brand before a few months ago. Actually, I think in um, early August I got the the Joe Rogan one, the Flaming Joe Killcliff. This oh, one, I got the Killcliff. Ignite Smashing Citrus, All Natural Freedom. Nice. Apparently, the ingredients don't suck, according to the can. And the can doesn't. Uh-huh. Ingredients that lie. don't suck. Yeah. It's, uh, so is that going to keep uh, you up all night or what? Um, It's looking that way, but that's okay. <laughs> We're good to go. I got to get up early tomorrow, so maybe I won't even sleep. Maybe with real Adderall, like it's keeping you up. <laughs> yeah. It's got real meth. So you know he's got. So you know you know it's good. good. You know it's good. Just uh, fuel your body for that next adventure and prepare for the smashing of a lifetime. Those taste buds might not ever come back from their citrus cruise to Flavor Town. This is like Guy Fieri wrote this here. Flavor Town. He's still the mayor of Flavor Town. Taking you down to pound around in Flavor Town. <laughs> This is the third one of these kill cliffs that I've had, and they're all today. Really <laughs> Jesus Christ. I think my heart would have exploded by now if I had three of them today. You're like sweating and shit. Like, okay, you got to put the can down, bro. Yeah. No, put this down. is, I, I've had three this month, which right. is three more than I've had ever before. So basically, Damn. I've increased my consumption by 300%. But this, is there a taste- warning? You can't have more than one a, one a day? Well, that week. was like that that tonic thing that I had that over the summer. Remember that little blue? Yeah, I what it was called that botanical thing. They're like, don't drink more than a whole 
glass of this in 24 hours. Oh, I had half of one of those today. The uh, what's it called? The happy whatever it is. Yeah, that's yeah, the one yeah. that's uh, the little blue bottle. Um, yeah, the one that's advertised for like a lot of college uh, football yeah, programs like, and stuff. Like this is the official tonic of Florida State University. It's like the U, <laughs> FSU, not the U. I know, I know. Um, yeah, no, I had half of one of those today. It, it was sitting in there. I don't know. After it was on, after you did it on the podcast, I was like, I was out someplace local that uh, it was a vape shop that turned into like a coffee shop and vape still. So it was like, I went in there and I got a coffee, but they had it. And I was like, oh, I got to try that stuff. So does feel good is it called? Is that what it is? Feel good? That might be it. Or feel better? Feel good? Something? Something like that. So I got it and I drank half of it and then it was sitting in the fridge today and I was like, all right, I'm going to play garbage, man. Let's get rid of this. Time for the little blue bottle to go. So I drank the other half. Feel free. Feel free. That's what it is. Kava drink solutions. Yeah. Botanic yeah. tonics. Yep. Yeah. It's got a weird good, taste, right? but yeah, I didn't, it didn't jazz me up like crazy. Like my heart was racing. It just kind of was pretty good. Yeah. It's crazy I what they what go I got to do is they're so huh? expensive on eBay. They're like twenty six ninety nine for two bottles. I remember I, I told you I spent less than six dollars on one. Oh, yeah. They're crazy. They I think I the same. I'll have to go back. Uh, I don't know. Um, but I, my my grand plan when I had it the first time. I had half of it and then I smoked a lot of weed. And it was awesome. I got to say, it was a good ride. I was like, that was that was a good move. Good, strong move. Today, I just did that. And I, I was like, we'll see. I had a little weed, but not not really much. There you go. That Bruce Banner is getting, I think I burnt it out yesterday, actually. So I may allegedly have taken <laughs> a, a Mike Tyson shoe before this. Allegedly. We'll see if that allegedly. kicks in any time. Did I you try the squeeze yet? Not yet. Oh, the squeezes. That's a go-to, man. Yeah, that's... Get that's the squeeze in there. I gotta get my squeeze on, but I t- had a little bit of a mic bite, which hopefully will counter the Kill Cliff Ignite, which I can tell you is delicious. It tastes almost like orange soda should taste. Nice. That makes any sense at all. Like, less... Huh. <laughs> less... Less gross, less fake. Kind of like Sunny D. Orange soda quarterly. <laughs> that like Family Guy? <laughs> that's right. There's a whole network of whole under network of orange soda. Orange soda freaks. quarterly. Yeah, this again. Which like imagine like orange soda with that kind of botanical dropped in there. Nice. Sort of what it tastes like. Smashing citrus. I like it. I'm sure a little vodka even better, but I have not today. You know what's soda? I like the orange soda. Is it's the Spanish version, the Tapo Chico, whatever it is. They got a flavor that's like I think it's a tangerine okay. orange soda, and it has like a good, almost like a bubble gummy orange, um, orange flavor, like an orange bubble gum flavor. Interesting soda tastes totally natural, of course. <laughs> yeah, natural from somewhere. But you find it in the bodegas. There's a a taco shop that has it by me. Nice. Goes good with like Spanish food. I guess. I love when I love. Hot. When places have those drinks that you've never heard of before, like I gotta try yeah. that. Like the tamarind, that's another one they always have. Yeah, tamarind like, soda. Some guys mixing it up in the back, <laughs> yeah, bottling it there. You know it's gonna be good. Oh yeah, that's funny stuff. Speaking of, yeah, you yeah. know it's gonna be good. Let's go to ski news. Oh yeah. 
And this is a big story. This is a huge story. This was exciting. We actually were trying to get the podcast done last week because this came out. We just couldn't make it happen because of crazy logistical, topical life, insanity going on in life. Summer has just been, there's a lot of stuff going on in the summer. All good. How about Deer Valley Resort in Utah acquiring the developing Mayflower ski area to form the largest skier only resort in the world? Deer Valley, Utah announced last week that it will be amalgamating Extel's Mayflower Mountain Resort to form one of the largest ski resorts in North America. Deer Valley had been in negotiations about operating the Mayflower project for the last couple of years. The Mayflower Mountain Resort is currently under construction and is adjacent to the Deer Valley Resort. We've talked about this in the past. You know, it's come up a couple times over the last few years that the you mentioned in the story that they were planning on building this whole new resort right next to Deer Valley. And I don't know management-wise. Deer Valley took care of that. Well, yeah. I mean, this Extel company, you wonder like what if that was their end game was to just kind of like the VC move. You you yeah, you, you build make it the and plan, you make the plan, you draw a few sketches up, you show your terrain's gonna be, you're like, hey. Guess what? No, we're not competitors. We're going to be pals, but we're right next door and we're going to do things better than you are. And it was weird because there was even thoughts like, hey, we might might be skier only too. And you got to think Deer Valley is like, wait, you guys are basically doing exactly what we're doing next to us. Yeah. But lo and behold, not anymore. Lo and behold, they were able to come to a nice agreement. So Extel, the developer behind the Mayflower project, will continue to build hotels, a range of luxury ski-in and ski-out homes, as well as a commercial downtown area that is envisioned to be similar to Park City's historic Main Street. The resort was nice. initially planned to open in 21-22, but COVID, amongst others, has delayed the launch. Now with Deer Valley handling the ski terrain side of things, the new ski area is slated to open in the 25-26 season. Once completed, the new ski area will add 16 chairlifts, 135 ski runs, and 3,700 acres of skiable area to the Deer Valley Resort. Like Deer Valley, the Mayflower side will be operated for skiers only. Hmm. So this is what's even crazier. So once completed, Deer Valley will boast 5,726 acres of skiable area serviced by 37 chairlifts, making it the third largest ski resort in the U.S. after Park City and Big Sky. So you're going to have Park City right next to this super Deer Valley. That's pretty cool. Pretty awesome. Yeah. And again, if you want to snowboard, go to Park City. There you go. Flip around the mountain. You can go, you got Brighton, you got Solitude, you got Alta, you got Snowbird. Like it's there's yeah, plenty of places to go. Orders. You're gonna be fine. Trust me. Well, you know, if somebody wanted to open a snowboarder only place, they could do that. Nothing is stopping it, them. Isn't Mountain Creek pretty much snowboarder only? Pretty much. The <laughs> the one side, actually most of Mountain Creek is is snowboarder only. That would be really funny if somebody did open a snowboarder only resort yeah why not right why not but i you know what i like this i saw some people you know of course posting like oh it's so dumb that it's only skiers only skiers i kind of like having the option 
I'm not going to lie. You know, they also want to make money. So there's something in the target market that they're looking at that says they could probably survive pretty well with just yeah. that target audience. That whole area too, the whole Park City area, you know, Salt Lake, that just the, the general, you know, area has is blown up obviously in the last like five, ten years. Well, since since the Olympics in two thousand two, it's really blown up, but it's blown up more in the last couple of years because a lot of people with the pandemic were like, Screw this, I'm moving out there. A lot of Silicon Valley money has moved out to Utah, oh yeah, it's proximity, so they moved out. Hollywood, it's been a lot of development out there, so there's definitely more than enough yeah. money floating around that area. I just wonder how. I mean, obviously everything is going to be on the the next level luxury. If you got this company building all these ski in, ski outs, building a main street, that's crazy. They're going to build I think that's a whole what they were in new it for. main street. Yeah, and I think this company. Think about it. you're a developer. You want to develop shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let somebody else run it. They don't want to do the day to day. They want to build stuff and sell. Yeah, Xtel Development Company. I want to see what else they've done. Oh, uh, yeah. They're a New York City real estate developer. Of course yeah. they are. They were speculating. They're like, hey, we can, we can do this. You know, thing yeah, is, you got to get all the permits and stuff. They did the heavy lift to get all that. Grease the palms of the politicians, make it all happen, and then hey, there you go. Now we can sell. Oh, dude, if you go onto their website and you look at the buildings, I mean, they own all these buildings in like around Central Park in New York City, right by the Brooklyn oh, really? Bridge, right there across the bridge in, in Brooklyn. Like, I mean, they they're in some crazy, crazy expensive areas that they own. They do have They've done this like, before. The Kent, though, is for sale on the Upper East Side. Oh. It's, let's see, we got 83 graciously appointed condominiums feature the finest finished details and the signature Extel choice. Spacious wow. two to five bedroom homes or blah, 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 blah. The sound lounge by Lenny Kravitz and the drawing room, a warm wood paneled parlor. Wow. Feeling the Four Seasons Vale. Yeah, this company is a big buck baller development company. I mean, we should buy the Kent. What do you think? That sound studio is bananas. It's like a legit sound studio in your building. That sounds familiar. You have like a crazy pool in there. I mean, so 50 West 66 is for sale too. Because that's right, not too far from the park. I kind of want to be one of these people who owns these kind of buildings and stuff. That'd be kind of nice. Yeah. Real estate. You get like the secret, you know, elevator and the private suite and whatever you want. Like you got your little lair, your hidden stuff in there. That's kind of cool. It'd be cool to be a real estate mogul, wouldn't it? Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, a lot of big stuff is going to be happening out there in Deer Valley, the Mayflower. They took it over. I just, I can't, I just can't get my head around the fact they're going to have Park City, which, you know, combined Park City and Canyons. And they're going to yeah. have like Super Deer Valley. And you have that whole interconnect where you can get up into all the different, you know, Wasatch um, resorts through the backcountry. Like there's there's so much going on over there. Like almost like the whole mountain range is getting developed. Utah's a pretty sweet spot. I don't know. It's a treasure. Maybe we should uh, look to pick up one of those ski and ski out houses. That could be our new studio over there in 2025. I would like that. Right? 
we can talk about that. Sunny D could sponsor us. (laughs) Sunny D can sponsor our snowmobiles that we ride around like crazy. How about that? We could have a Sunny D shooter and just like shoot out Sunny D seltzers to everybody. Or maybe at the end of the season, they can fire up the snow guns and like Sunny D snow. Oh, Sunny D snow. It's just so delicious and so invigorating. I have the crossover opportunity of a lifetime. Sunny D, DPS, a Utah-based ski company, Sunny DPS. Sunny DPS. Oh, Oh, Sunny DPS skis behind me. Those could be Sunny D branded. That's right. (laughs) Orange skis and they're DPSs. The crossover the world did not know it needed. Sunny DPS. Sunny DPS. I'm in. This is why That's we're just ideas. As good as, as a shape of being a W. <laughs> the shape of being a shape. W. I actually was in a conversation about somebody about you know, Kenny Powers eastbound and down and had to bring up Ashley Shape for BMW. Ashley Shape of BMW. <laughs> a lot of people don't know about it. They're like, oh, they've watched their other stuff. Did you see uh, the gemstones, righteous gemstones? I did not know. That one we saw it was pretty pretty entertaining. Not as not as real and visceral as eastbound and down yeah i remember we first did this the, our ski house up at killington you're like you gotta watch this show and i'm like eh, i tried watching it i now it use tough. i now yeah. use that show to decide if i want to hang out with people i go did you watch eastbound and down i didn't like it i'm like well see you later like i see you later there's just certain there's certain it's kind of like Chappelle show like somebody watches Chappelle show like I don't know. I don't get it. It's like, okay, I can't, I can't really, there's not a lot that I can talk to you about and have a frame of reference. Cause I use a lot of stuff from, you're not going to understand me. If you can't <laughs> understand this, but yeah, that, that's get one me, of the girl. Chappelle show. He's bounding down. I mean, everyone loves girl, you don't get me. parties. That. You don't get if you don't, if you're not into those shows, like I'm probably not going to waste my time trying yeah. to hang out with you. It's just that well, good. Like Ali G was a big one too. Like Ali G back Ali in the day. G. That yeah, show sure. was so, the original one was so goddamn funny. Yeah. My buddy yeah, turned me onto that sure. and I was dying. I was dying. <laughs> I was like, this is the funniest thing ever. I didn't get it at first either. So I didn't understand yeah. the whole, the premise behind it. Then I started watching it. And, I think Eastbound Down, like the, the humor was just so different. It took a while to get used to it. And then once you're there, you're in the party and you're like, now I get it. I can, I can actually see the humor in it all. Yeah, I don't know. It's just you have to change your mindset. The paradigm change. That's true. But I think we could, you know, with Sunny DPS. <laughs> sunny I think, DPS. I think we could we could really change some hearts and minds. Uh, that, we could. We hearts could. Hearts and minds. All right. Speaking of hearts, Idaho ski area posts the first snowfall of the season, which is warming Damn. my heart with the coldness of that snow. Um, Damn. Idaho's. Pomerel Ski Area just became one of the first ski resorts in North America to report snowfall accumulation heading into the winter 23-24 season. So they took social media on Monday, August 21st, by storm, uh, by posting a webcam image showing light snow accumulation on the mountains uh, at an elevation of 77, uh, 60 feet uh, base area. So uh, 1.30 a.m. on August 21st, so they said it's dark, but there's a nice layer of white. I went to the uh, to their posting, 
and they had it there, but it's funny on their website. It now says, welcome to Pomerel, deepest snow in Idaho. <laughs> that's awesome. So I don't know if that's what I they say it. all year round, but I, I like even they, they, you know, if they did change it just now, I would that's love beautiful. it. They said established in 1963. So uh, it's been around for a while and it's in Albion, Idaho. I'll be honest. I didn't know that. I'll be honest. Um, yeah. So yeah, it looks pretty cool. Um, but they got some snow. So that that's the biggest, uh, it is coming as much heat and fire and hurricane and all sorts of craps coming. Snow's coming too. I just want to, I want to see the first snow king. There's, there's got to be such a thing as a snow king. We can get that in the main topic. Oh, yeah. I think you should get on to the next story also, because I mean, it's the perfect, it's, it's very similar to the Idaho story. It is earlier this morning, August 28th, Vatalans, a ski resort in the French Alps, which I have visited just this past year. This Look at year. That. Um, they're boasting the first snow of the season as well in Europe. Um, so they're saying it's a light high altitude dusting. Uh, they had images that show several inches of the white stuff, and they're predicting up to two more inches of precipitation could fall at Valterrens mid-mountain uh, over the next few days. They say it's unlikely it'll last for long, but it's uh, it's boasting snow, and they're saying another little town that's near and dear to our, our heart in the Alps um, awoke to August snow this morning as well. And that is known as the little place that we love, Brian and I. The Big Z. Zermatt, Switzerland. The Big Z. Oh, so glorious. We got to go back there. That place is, I just got to go back there. It's good oh for the God. soul. I know. Indeed. I think we got to spend a week there this time. Two weeks there. Two weeks. Two weeks easily. Yeah. A month there. A month there. We got to deal with, we, gotta, we have to get the helicopter. Like we want to do the whole thing. The whole shebangy bang. I want to go to the spy every night. Every day, every damn day, every day, every damn ski all day, spot night, party in between. Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful to see. I mean, it's you know end of August and a couple spots. I remember I think last year there was, wasn't there a spot out in Montana? I think that had enough to ski on in mid or early September. Damn, and I think up in Michigan, I think my. Mount Bohemia may have also had enough to ski on like in September mm. and then it melted a day or two later. But, you know, just getting these little, these little reports of a little bit of the white stuff is, is always encouraging and gets you snap back out of summer and into ski, ski mindset. If you're not psychos like us who are always thinking about it. Let's rebound right back into skiing. And we got one final story here in the ski news. And this was actually our uh, our buddy Clark, Clark Nash, who we've had on a couple times in the past. He had an article in Powder Magazine where they did a an email interview with him. And we talked to him last year, and I'm sure we'll talk to him at a point this year. Him and his buddy, Chris Whiteneck, they run a company called Private Cats, C-A-T-Z, at Jones Pass out near winter park in Colorado. And what they do is they offer a snow cat rental service. Basically you go out public lands 
and you're able to rent their cat. It's got the tracks on there and you can go drive out to a bunch of different epic spots and, and do some skiing. That's awesome. really cool. Yeah. So they deliver the, the machine to the customers on private land. Um, I'm trying to see here exactly. So customers, so yeah, this is actually on public land um, on the cat tracks. So it's not for like crazy off trail stuff. So basically you, you, you know, they have the trail set up, but you can get to hills that you wouldn't aren't part of a resort or anything. You're, you're on public yeah. land. You can do what you want. And uh, obviously there are hard awesome. limits, but he's shown me some pictures and some video of the places where they ski and it's, it's beautiful. I mean, you've un, untouched powder just on, on public parks pretty much, which is That's really pretty cool. sweet. Yeah. Yeah. It's some crazy sweet. stuff. And his article is neat because it talks about all the crazy stuff that goes on in the guiding community. Cause they asked him like, what have you learned about the ski industry in your years of doing this? And then it said that the guiding industry is not community driven. A lot of people do not support it. And, you know, people like a lot of skiers and enthusiasts always talk about community and support. He said he's gotten, you know, verbal assault, physical threats, stalking, like crazy stuff. Damn. That's, yeah, because, you know, there's sort of a monopoly of companies and groups that, that do a lot of the guiding out there. But this is not what you're, uh, what you're getting. And why this is also the perfect interlude into the main topic is that one of the questions they asked him is how they asked Clark how he got into this. And, you know, we talked to him a couple times and, you know, we asked him the same question and he's from Georgia and he actually owned a law firm and his mom died in a mountain biking accident in 2016. And he decided I'm quitting my law firm, selling it off, I'm moving to Colorado and I'm going to pursue a lifestyle outdoor recreation. Nice. He's tried a couple things so far, which is really incredible. And he's always trying something new, always trying to build new businesses. And again, Mario, going into the this hurricane, you know, you it's been coming the last couple of days. And this is like a weird hurricane, right? Because it formed in the Gulf. Not like yeah. the usual ones that are over there in Africa that go across the Atlantic and you kind of have a few days to prepare. This one was a pretty quick one. And yeah, nobody was really talking about it. Originally, you were right in where the eye was supposed to go over, or at least really close to, right? They were, they were originally saying the Tampa area was supposed to get hit pretty hard. Yeah. But, lo and behold, just went a little bit to the left, and we got some rain and a lot of coastal flooding. But um, where I am, we got nothing. So, it was pretty pretty good, because I'm not... I'm a few blocks away from the water, so nothing to worry about. We're on higher ground, but some people did get screwed with a, a lot of. We had a super moon. We had a, a hurricane during a super moon and a full moon. Just weird. Like, how rare is that, right? It's crazy, yeah. And and you know, Florida keeps on flarding, which I like because a guy yeah. I work with, he's got a place in St. Petersburg, and he showed me a picture of this bar that he likes. I think it's called O'Maddie's right on the mm -hmm. on the water there and people are there drinking there's water basically <laughs> it's a couple steps to get into it from the street level 
couple, you know, maybe three or four steps. The water is right to the top of the steps. And you see a guy on a paddleboard going down the street. <laughs> but people are drinking. It's like, yeah, they're hanging you know, out. You got to keep care. moving on. Yeah. But it got me thinking, too. I mean, I think a lot of times about stuff. Wanting stuff. And I know a lot of my life, it was about acquiring. Like, how do you get stuff? Mm. And there's certain things like, I like, I love cars and I intend, I fully intend to have six cars at one point in my life. Hmm. And I have, I have matched, and this is what a child I am. I actually have the matchbox cars of them on my monitor right now. And I'll show you that. Let's, let's make the mic bites kicking in. So this is a 69 <laughs> Camaro matchbox car. All and right. I've already found a company called finale speed who does a resto mod full carbon fiber version with all modern bits of what nice. looks like a 69 Camaro, like identical. See that I like, cause you don't have to worry about the fixing it. Like, yeah, I like working on a car, but working on it's one thing driving around something that's, I don't know. The problem, this, the, the singular problem with this car that I want from finale speed is that the price starts at $350,000. Hey, that's the, the cost of entry. No, that's not a problem. It's only a problem if you don't have the money. The only problem is being a broke-ass bitch. And if you can get past that, that's you're good it. to go, right? Yeah. So, yes, that's gonna that's on my bucket list of cars to own. Next. Nice. This, I think, is actually a 73 Porsche. I don't need the 73 one. Uh, it's a 911 Carrera RS 2.7. Nice. So this one, I, the Porsche that I do want to get eventually is the GT3, oh, which yeah. those nice. go for about $200,000 new. So, you know, we're, we're already over 500 grand on two cars. This is my <sighs> most reasonable one that I want to get. So this is a Shelby Mustang GT350. I love this car so much because I don't know how much longer one can buy a V8 rear wheel drive six-speed manual car. That actually runs thing, on gas. This thing has the voodoo engine in there. It's like 500 and something horsepower, naturally aspirated. I love this car so much. I will own one of these. I think I, at you know, some point it's going to be hard to even get gas. Eh, we'll figure so you get a car and then like you can't get gas for it. Like, what are you going to do? I have woken up at four in the morning thinking about that. Possibly. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, so again, that Mustang I've, uh, and I'm kicking myself in my balls when I think about it. I remember me, you and Nick being on a text string in April of 2020 <laughs> during the pandemic when it just like just started when no one was buying cars, gas like plummeted. They were offering those 2020 GT three fifties, 84 months, zero financing. Damn. Like, God damn, you're stupid because now I found one on car gurus it has like a, it's a 2020, which is last year they made them. I think it had a hundred miles on it. One owner, almost brand new. They're asking over a hundred for it and Damn. brand new. They were going for like 80, 75, Damn. 80. So blew that one too. And the final one, this is a, I think it's a 71 Ford Bronco. Oh, nice. And yeah. So this is my little. I say I'm buying them for my son, but I actually end up taking them. 72 Bronco. So 
I want to get one of these old ones, but of course, in the same vein as that Camaro that we just saw, I want to go. The, I want to go the the resto mod jacked up route. So of course, yeah. I just watched a video with Matt Farah about the Icon Bronco, where they basically replace everything on it, throw in a a Ford Coyote engine, you can get a, a hmm. five speed manual, which I would get, and again. $300,000 because they basically build a brand new car out of an old Bronco. And I actually specced one out and I made it dark purple because you can choose your own color. Oh, uh, you do the purple. Yeah. So basically, all right, so let's, let's go through the numbers here. We got 350, we got two, 550, 650. <laughs> We're basically at a million dollars for four cars. You're like the guy buying cars and like there's a checkout person that's ringing up. You hit the, the register, the, the hand key register, click, 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 bing, 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 bing. And you're like, and your total is $3 million. <laughs> you take a check. But I want to get, so like I mentioned earlier, thinking about stuff. Now, you have these four cars, $1 million. Imagine you had your property in Cedar Key, Florida. You had your nice little gaunt, your little bungalow, but you had a cool four-car garage there. Hurricane rolls in. You don't have time to get out of there. Boom. Yeah, perhaps Done. insurance. You can get some money back. Maybe. I don't know how that works. But stuff. Yeah. Like stuff is great, but stuff is also a burden, especially in a situation like this. Hurricane. You got to get out of town. You're in zone one. You're, you're getting hit by the eye, Cat 5, like a Katrina. Imagine you're in Katrina. You're in New Orleans. You got your five cars there. You're in the bowl. doesn't matter. Hurricane doesn't give a fuck about your Camaro. Hurricane's yeah. coming in. It's a toilet bowl. It just... could be a Kia. could be a Camaro. doesn't matter. At that point, it's a tea bag. That's all it is. Yes. That's all it is. It's nothing. <laughs> so I just sent you a picture. Uh, I was at... I was at a, a football game and this was in the parking lot. So I've seen a bunch of these around. So I think they're they're kind of making it out. What kind, what kind of car do you think that is? Is that a f- Aston Martin? It's an Aston Martin. I uh, I actually thought I wasn't sure if it was. Um, is that Melanie back there being like, what the hell? <laughs> it is. She's like, what the hell? Is this like the-? And the lights were flashing. So I don't know if it was a player car or like what the hell it was. I almost thought it was a Bentley at first. And I was like, oh, it's a nice car. And then I look, I'm like. I don't know. It looks too nice for a, like too smooth and sleek, but I've yeah, seen a bunch car. of them. I saw an ugly one on the road last week. It was a lime green Aston Martin SUV. And I was like, why would you drive a SUV? That's an Aston. Martin? Like, just get another car. <laughs> like, really? Like, so, and it was lime green, like, like lime green, like fluorescent lime green. I was like, why? Attention and it was some lady green. that was probably like, She's like 70 years old. And I was like, I guess that's what she likes, you know, good for her, you know, but it was an ugly car. I was like, I don't, I don't know. It was nice for an SUV, but it it looked like a regular SUV. Nothing really distinguishing. I actually saw this weekend kind of near where I live. We're at a traffic light and the, the light, the traffic coming in front of us, it was four Lamborghinis and a McLaren. Nice. Sunday morning must have been like a cars and coffee crew just yeah zipping around. And then I saw on the way home three Ferraris in a row driving. I'm like, Uh, at least someone's got money. Someone's got some. I was was coming back from my dentist, and where I was driving by, there's a Ferrari dealer near it, and I'm driving. I see behind me there's a nice car. I'm like, that's got to be Ferrari because you can tell by the lines, right? So. 
I start stopping at a light. This guy goes flying by and I'm like, Oh, look at that. And I'm all just happy. I'm like, look, a Ferrari. And uh, a Supra. all of a sudden, right, right behind him, another Ferrari in a different color, the same model. I'm like, do it Ferrari. And I was all happy for the whole day. Cause I, it was like magic seeing like two unicorns, you know, awesome, two Ferraris. Man. They're just stunning vehicles. And that's why they oh, cost beautiful. $400,000. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll be honest, another I'd, I would rather have that resto mod Camaro than a Ferrari. Really? I don't know what that says about me. Maybe I'm just, listen, I'm trying to escape my white trash roots, but there's just days I can't. <laughs> there's times I can't, man. Like what you like. Oh, got me the best Camaro we ever made. Woo. There's a guy in my apartment complex. He must work for a, one of these Jeep mod places where they just totally hack up and, and really create these cool Jeeps. And he had the other day, so he'll just drive him here and like, he has a different one. Like I see like two, two to three different ones every week. Um, he had one called fat door. It was pretty cool. Um, I had like all this gear on it and stuff. And then he had one that was like, they got a Wagoneer front and they put it on a Jeep on the, on the, the four door Jeep. And it looked so awesome. I was like, yeah, so on a Wrangler. Put a Wagoneer front or on a Wrangler? I'll show you the picture. It's pretty freaking huh. awesome. It's uh it was a cool mod. I was like, wow. And they custom did the paint, like everything on it was was top notch. Um they did all the the wheel wells and the um the step up bar was all welded steel. Like it was kind of like, you know, raw welded aluminum or steel. It was, it was pretty cool looking. So they do some cool mods at that place. So he comes in with these strange vehicles and I'm like, that's pretty nice, but it's, I would have never thought to do that. You know, one of my favorite episodes of Jay Leno's garage, he has a guy from Jeep. I don't know if it's like a, like whatever special division does there. You know, they do like the big Easter thing every year out in Moab yeah. where they customize like, you know, five or six different, different Jeeps. They had one. It was, I think like a 65 or 66 Wagoneer. Oh, and wow. they took it and they completely restored it from scratch put on you know modern brakes they put the um the 6.4 liter hemi in there Ooh. and they painted it a uh a period time green almost you know like that light green you think of in like 1960s kitchens like that oh, yeah. color green. and they had like a white beige interior it was absolutely stunning it was okay. so beautiful bigger tires on there it looked so so good and it sounded i just sent you the too. picture of this thing it's actually yeah i think it's just the hood is the wagoneer or something oh look at that thing oh the grill oh wow that's freaking nuts looking isn't that nuts that's like i had to take awesome. a, but i had to take a double take i'm like is that an old way that's not an old wagon here. Hold on. That's like a, it's a Jeep. And then they did a good job with the paint job and the, uh, it's like a that baby blue like side with a, fake wood grain. It's fake I wood grain, that. but it's like That's, a gray fake wood grain. That color blue is awesome too. Yeah. And it, it all, Almost I mean, like that thing, color, it's like a, a tiny bit greener than this. Yeah. Very close. But yeah. with all the mods on that, that's probably, I don't even know how to price it. thousand. Thing something like that it's up there bruiser conversions is that the name of the place yeah i think that's i think that's what the uh, company he works for that's awesome i would love to like open up one of those shops and just like work on cars i love that but it's funny i guess he he works there and he just 
I, I don't know if they just drive, but I'll see the same ones rotate in. Like I won't see one for a month. Like the fat door one was pretty cool. And it's called fat door on the side. They have a little logo and everything. <laughs> and I haven't seen that one in like three months. And then I saw, you know, like for a weekend and then I didn't see it again. So I'm kind of like, it must've been around like somebody's car and he's just like, yeah, let me take it, you know, take it home. You're on 44th street North in Clearwater. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, There's uh, a lot of Jeep customization places down here. So. They do V8 conversions. Gotta love Ooh. that. You can drop a V8 in your car. Just jam it in there. That's the move. So the whole point of this main topic was that stuff is not great, but as we can tell from this conversation, it's pretty awesome. Stuff is awesome. But it is awesome. like we we're saying, hurricane, hurricane comes in, wipes your stuff out. Now maybe you're in a psychopath like myself and you had these four delusional cars that you want for $1 million. Now imagine you had that million dollars and you could have spent that money going on 15 years of epic, epic ski trips. Yeah. Buying passes, getting your USA gold pass, going hella skiing in Revelstoke. Every year you're doing the most amazing stuff, but instead you buy these four dumb cars. Mm. How would you feel? You're in Cedar Key, Florida. Your four cars are wiped out. You didn't go on those ski trips because you bought the stuff yeah. instead. How do you feel right now? You got zip. You got nothing. You got Ugats. So here's the thing. I was watching, uh, I, th- I think I was telling you uh, earlier that I'm watching that Limitless with Chris Helmsworth, the... Um, uh, and it, it's about him doing these like experiences to try to trying to strengthen his longevity for, for life. Right. So there's one episode where he's talking about memory and it hit me as they're talking about stuff. He's like, yeah, he's really worried, I guess, cause he's predisposed. He has, you know, Alzheimer's that runs in his family. And he said, one of his biggest fears is not being able to rem- remember all the cool things that he's done in his life, his family, you know, things that are important. Um, and I think oh, he said his grandparents. Yeah. But he said his grandfather is having Alzheimer's now too and can't remember. So, you know, and then it hit me. I was like, you know, people are worried about Alzheimer's and about not remembering stuff in their life. But one of the keys to actually combating Alzheimer's and is getting your brain working, right? And and having experiences to to get your brain to be a little bit more elastic and and forming those those bonds with memories so it's kind of it hit me i was like so you have to make good memories to keep your memories mm-hmm. right so if you don't do anything what's the point you, you could forget everything would it matter you got to make yeah. cool memories you know oh i totally i love that and i completely agree so my my wife's grandfather passed away this this summer and he was 94 years old but up until wow. like six months before, he was sharp as a tack. Nice. But he played cards five, six times a week with, you know, guys in his community. And guys are, you know, 20 years younger, 15 years younger. And he would have cool. a better memory than them. Because, yeah. you know, it's if if you it's like once you stop moving, that's when everything falls apart for you. If you keep yeah. on moving, keep on grinding, keep doing your thing, you know, that's that's when it all falls apart. And, you know, like you said, if you're the kind of person who's going out and making awesome memories in your you know, 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, you're the one who's going to want to keep doing stuff, like you said, to hold on to those when you're in your 80s, 90s, those 100s, 110s. And that's becoming more and more of a possibility. 
where yeah. it used to be like, oh, you just kind of rot away after 70 and then you just die. Eh, right. That's what it but is. by making those memories, you're actually keeping that mind active. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you got to do stuff. Like um, they did a part the of the hero in your like, own life. Yeah. They like, um, he shut off and went like hiking and, you know, for like two days, camping, hiking, no phone, nothing. And, you know, there is a phenomenon that I've read about. I think they said just a camera crew. Yeah. Just the camera crew. <laughs> but I, I read something a while back and I think it was 72 hours. They said, there's a, there's a time where something happens to human beings when they're off the grid, when they're not around any electronics and they're just in nature they said it's like a weird switch that gets flicked where your body comes back to life. And it just, it's the weirdest phenomenon. I forget, I forgot what it was. I think it was 72 hours. They say of going without any, you know, electronic contact, human contact, fine. You know, all that stuff, just doing stuff, but your body actually, and they were talking about in the show, they were saying your body gets overloaded with all the electronic sense sensory you know, stuff to process because there's so much around, you know, it's either you hear it in the background, 5g, right. And then there's just, you know, unnatural sounds of like cars and like machines and and stuff. You don't even realize it's subconsciously, but your brain is trying to focus on everything and process it all. But then when you're out in nature, that's what you're used to like tuning into. And it's easier for your body to actually naturally go in and tune into that. So they say it actually calms you down and you actually focus on everything you're doing in a lot deeper way. That's really cool. Yeah. It's, it's crazy to think how just tied the technology we've become too, in terms of just anything happens, just check your phone, see what's up. You know, look and, and taking a break from that. We're not really meant for that. You know, we're organic creatures and to have this artificial intelligence and artificial signals we're not built for it and now we're just being inundated with it which like you said getting out of there at 72 hours if you can find a way to do that just to i mean i almost don't even know what it would feel like to feel natural anymore because well, of how places- so used to everything I'll go places now and I won't even take pictures or take my, my, my phone out to take pictures. And, you know, my wife is always like, Oh, why don't you take a picture? I'm like, I don't want them. I'm like soaking everything in. Like I like the experience of soaking in. Yeah. I'll take a picture or two here and there, but like, I don't want to look at everything through the phone when I could just see it in real, you know, what do they say? The human eye has like what some millions of megapixels is, is the, what it would equate to, right? Like, why wouldn't you want to see everything in real life versus seeing it through the lens of a camera and taking a picture of it? Yeah, it's great. You have a picture of it, but did you really soak it in and enjoy it and and see and experience everything there when you go skiing, you know, do you have headphones in and you have your GoPro on? Like, are you concentrating on skiing and the sounds and the smell and, and everything that's going on? Or, or are you getting over sent, you know, over, you know, oversensed with all this other stuff and, and kind of not enjoying it as much as you could. You know, yeah. I think that's one of the benefits of the backcountry. You go out, you're in the middle of nowhere. All you're doing is skiing, seeing the, the, you know, the trees and the snow and you, and you're experiencing all that firsthand and without any interruption. Yeah. And you have to kind of be on your toes because yeah. you don't know what's going to be around. It's not it, it, when you're in a resort, 
like you said, a lot of times you can be focusing on your GoPro or your music or anything else because you're like, oh, well, nothing can hurt me. Nothing, nothing's, there's nothing to worry about. Just yeah. me and, you know, skiing and riding. Where in the backcountry, who knows what's out there? We watched mm. that friggin' grizzly bear video a couple of weeks ago in the last Under the Ropes. We've seen videos in the past about grizzly bears at ski resorts. Luckily, not in North America. It was always in like Bulgaria or Romania or something. But there are things out there sometimes. There could be a moose. We've seen a bunch of the, the moose incidents at resorts uh, in North America. So in a way, you're, you're more alive when you're not inundating yourself with technology in that regard. Yeah. This is why I like... This is why I don't have money. Because if I did have money, I'd have my own ski resort. And on the ski resort would be lynx, moose, bear, all the shit that can kill you. And like enter at your own risk. Like great skiing, not a lot of crowds. But you may get eaten. That would be, you send like an alarm. You fire off like a, an alarm or send up like a fire <laughs> alarm. You're like, you're like something has been released. <laughs> like what's been, it's like if it's, there's three, three fireworks, that means it's a cougar. <laughs> it's four it's a must he's run. hungry he's yeah. hungry he's coming at you you've released a honey badger a honey badger the wolverine those things are nasty they are nasty yeah just get like something like like a kodiak bear like it's stalking you it's it remembers you on the lift it's stalking you like yeah it smelled you run. back then it knew oh, you yeah. had a little bit of sunny d on you you could taste that, <laughs> that delicious vitamin c goodness and it's going right after you just get you Bring it back to the D. So we were talking earlier about hurricanes. And you know what? Why is there not a snow hurricane? I really want to know why. I've heard Arctic bomb, bomb, cyclone. Like, I believe anyone with a meteorological background would probably be laughing at us right now. But you know what, nerd? We don't have that background. So maybe you can tell us why. I don't know why. Because to your point, imagine, like, what is a hurricane dump? Like a foot? of water sometimes since two feet of rain maybe how much yeah, snow would that be and it'd be like 20 feet of snow it'd just be awesome be right? like you're in the I, I guess you know a blizzard but like like imagine it, imagine florida in let's call it october november you're getting a hurricane but there's a giant cold pressure like arctic bomb arctic cyclone whatever like those crazy ones were and it just somehow snuck into the hurricane hmm. and it just cooled everything off i mean this so sounds I like found... and then just bam all of a sudden the snow bam. or the rain becomes snow so they're saying 1804 new england hurricane also known as the storm of october 1804 was dude, the first tropical was cyclone there. my grandfather was there dude <laughs> don brady was there George First tropical slice was there. The guy was not shoveling. He wasn't doing his job. <laughs> his lies. Uh, first tropical cyclone in recorded history, known to have produced snowfall. An unusual late season storm yielded vast amounts of snow, rain, and powerful winds across the northern eastern United States. Wow! So it is possible. Powerful. So it is possible. It is possible, but I guess part of the hurricane part, it needs the water, right? So it goes over the water. So it could pick up a lot of water. And then when it hits land, boom, snow, that would be perfect. Couldn't that possibly happen in like the Smoky Mountains 
if a hurricane kind of hit like Georgia, North Carolina, and then just kept going into the mountains. I think you need a body of water, don't you, to suck up and keep that thing going? Well, it's, it's probably, wouldn't it be close enough that there isn't, there'd be like enough water to come off the ocean into the Yeah, probably. Season? Yeah. Just keep going in there and just dump it on there. Keep going. Imagine if, okay, controlling the weather obviously would be awesome, but maybe you can't control it. Maybe you can just like <laughs> okay. nudge it. Like you can kind of like push it in a certain direction. Push it around. So <laughs> I did a search and I'm looking at, at the articles that came up. And there's there's a, there's a, a, I guess a widely known newspaper organization called Florida Today. Hurricanes can't be stopped by nuclear bomb, ice or air bombs. I guess people are Good like, can we blow up? Can we just blow it up? No, you can't blow it up. Oh, <laughs> come on. You can detonate a, a a nuclear device and you'll just spread all that radiation better that if like, you want to do that. What about like high powered magnets? <laughs> Maybe you they can shoot at it. Do a lot of stuff. I think a handgun would, would work. But imagine if you could just like nudge it in a certain direction. Look what they did in, in Philly in I-95 when that roadway collapsed back in, was it May or early June? They said originally it was going to take forever to fix it. They had a temporary replacement built in two weeks because they were able to speed dry the concrete with those giant fans they use at the Pocono Speedway. Oh, look at that. So what if they got a whole bunch of those giant fans up? Could they push the hurricane in a certain direction? Ah, there you go. Right. All right. So now I'm seeing an actual. So the closest thing you have is a bomb cyclone. So they're actually saying that's a snow cyclone, snow hurricane. Wow. Bomb cyclone. The bomb cyclone. What the fuck those are brand new. They just made those up like two years ago, right? Right, but the funniest part of it, but I can't get to because there's a million fucking pop-ups on this goddamn USA Today site that is just killing me. Why do I have have like 20 pop-ups? Like, why? So they're saying there's a um, a process. It's created by a process called bombnesis. <laughs> like, okay, let's just make shit up now. Let's just make up words. <laughs> Wasn't he one of the, uh, of like Socrates, uh, or Socrates, uh, <laughs> students? Bomnesis. It's the bomnesis that causes, <laughs> I feel like it's uh, like the a, son the, of Marcus the world Aurelius? explained by, the world explained by Jack and Childs. It's the bomnesis, you see. Do you know what a bomb is? Yeah. Bomnesis. A winter hurricane. So they're saying that's the bomb cyclone. Okay. So right, it's so sort of a thing. And they're saying, for example, bomb cyclone could be at the intensity level of a hurricane. Um, they're saying, oh, this fucking pop-ups are killing me. Can't go on YouTube. Yeah, whatever. I can't read it. It's trash. Well, look at last trash year. Paper. Last year or earlier this year when we were up in New Hampshire – you know, the couple days before, didn't Mount Washington have like over 200 mile an hour wind? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's that that's pretty, like uh, beyond oh. Pat 5 winds during a winter storm. That you could have a snow crazy. tornado. Say very rare, but you could have a vortex over snow cover 
resulting in a whirling column of snow particles being raised from the ground, sometimes referred to as snow-nado. <laughs> My son was super into weather for a little while, and he would always talk about fire tornadoes because those are real too. Same thing. Nice. Where it's like a tornado, tornado and it can pick up fire, and then it's like a freaking tornado on fire, which Damn. is not good for anybody. Not at all. So... Not good. We really did go kind of off the rails a bit here, but yes, like weather. Weather is crazy. Skiing requires a very, very particular kind of weather. Do you want to buy four vehicles for a million dollars or do you want to use that money to go on epic ski snowboard trips that will be in your brain, in your memory forever, no matter if you get hit by a hurricane, a tornado, fall off a cliff, as long as you have a brain and a heart pumping those memories that experience will be in you car is a car they're wonderful unless you buy the car to have those like you buy the car to take you to have those all those experiences that might be true but just remember the car is never inside you (laughs) you are inside the car the memories are inside you (laughs) ah that works hey What's inside what? That that makes a difference. If you're inside something, that's not as important as something inside you. It's true. Something's inside you. It changes the game. <laughs> when you're inside something, eh, you're getting in and out all the time yeah. in something new. But when it's wow, inside you, you... Just explain the difference between men and women. Uh, I, <laughs> maybe. Maybe. I, I'm not a, I'm not a Benjamin, if you're listening... This is part of the talk. <laughs> I am not a biologist. Uh, craziness. So, yeah. so winter's coming. We're going to make some memories. You're going to make some memories because that's all we have at the end of the day. Our stories, memories. That's what we pass along. That's what bonds us. That's what brings us together. That's what we need more of. More stories of togetherness, fun, adventure. Because, again, community, bonding. We need more of that. More love. Hands across America. More love. Let's do it again. Let's do it. Let's do it. I think that wraps up the podcast for the week on that very lovely Kumbayash kind of note. Wraps up the summer. We're going to get back into it. It's going to be full full throttle. Charlie's Angels too. It'll be summer. Yeah. Got some events coming up that we're, uh, I'll be heading to in, in the city, which will be fun. We'll have more on that as it gets closer. Check us out, skibumpodcast.com. We are on the socials, X, Instagram, Facebook, Untap, YouTube, at Ski Bump Podcast. Send us an email, skibumpodcast at gmail.com. Go to your favorite podcasting apps, rate and subscribe. Support us, become a patron. Go to patreon.com slash Podcast. Join one of those tiers. Also, check out the snowbound expo it's happening november 3rd through 5th in boston at the convention and exhibition center we will be there go to snowboundexpo.com for more info 10,000 working with them 10,000.cc 15% off use the code b schneider 15 get some gear happy labor day happy end of summer it's almost ski and snowboard season thank you so much for listening we do appreciate it talk to you guys next week Stay high, stay fluent. See ya.